Shabbat Shalom, my friends. I must begin by expressing my personal grieving for those murdered by terrorist bombings in Afghanistan. I pray that the families of the deceased and the injured will find some measure of comfort through the prayers and tears of millions of people worldwide. I pray as well that the reign of murderous hatred will soon vanish from this earth. Well, this is the first week that we are adding a podcast to this posting on Spotify and other platforms so as to extend our outreach. To those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Our community with members from all across the globe has been sharing in this ongoing weekly conversation with and about the Torah now for about five years. I personally invite and welcome your questions and comments. My email address is ravdavids, R-A-V-D-A-V-I-D-S at gmail.com. And please spread the word that we are also on Facebook and on YouTube. Now it's true that Judaism at times can look to some like a free-for-all in which people appear to be perfectly content making Shabbos for themselves. That expression describes those who may very well know the traditions, rules, and regulations of what it takes to craft a Jewish life. But at the end of the day, they create a system of Jewish living with which they are personally comfortable. And I guess that I'm mostly okay with that. But those who believe that everything within Judaism can be flexed and shaded and reconfigured to our comfort or convenience are really very far from the truth. Shabbat still is on Friday evening and Saturday, period. Shrimp and lobster and pork will never appear on the menu for a kosher meal, period. Jewish burials should take place as soon as possible following death, period. Murder, idolatry, sexual assaults will forever remain as cardinal sins, period. Social justice is at the heart of the prophetic message, period. But among serious Jews, many questions do arise regarding Jewish practices, and we can direct such questions to the post-keem, the religious decisors of our choice, those whose thinking reflects our general religious perspective, reform, conservative, orthodox, ultra-orthodox. Let's see how that works. Israel's Minister of Transportation, Rob Michaeli, disappeared from Israel last week for several days. Because of COVID restrictions in Israel regarding travel, there was a huge hue and cry. Government minister traveled wrong. And then it was revealed that Merav had left the country so as to embrace and bring home her baby boy, born to a surrogate overseas. Criticism within the Jewish state, of course, melted into ooing and eyeing in the presence of the infant. But then a question of Jewish law did arise. 
Since the surrogate mother was a non-Jew and the egg and sperm came from two Jews, should the baby undergo conversion? What matters more, according to traditional halakha, who the woman was who nurtured, bore, and birthed the child, or the biological parents? What answer would you give to that question? Well, the religious establishment in Israel, through its very, very traditional decisors, has concluded that according to the strict letter of the law, the child must be converted. Our Sedra Kitavo, Deuteronomy 26, verse 1 and following, confronts us with a parallel problem. Now, the Israelites are commanded, right at the beginning of our Sedra there, are commanded to bring an offering of the first fruits of their land to the temple in Jerusalem as an offering of thanksgiving. The person bringing the offering must recite before the Kohen, I declare to the Eternal your God that I have come into the land which the Eternal swore unto our ancestors to give to us. Easy, right? No problem. But Maimonides saw a problem in our text. What if the person bringing the offering is a convert to Judaism? Can the convert say, swore to our ancestors? After all, their ancestors were not Jewish. Maimonides understood conversion. There is a sub there is substantial evidence that during an early period in his own life, Maimonides and his family had to pretend to be converts to Islam in order to survive. Only when Maimonides and his family reached the relatively civilized area of Egypt did he feel free enough to live his life openly as a Jew. As the leading Jewish figure in Egypt, Maimonides was contacted by Obadiah the proselyte, a 12th century convert to Judaism. Really happened. Obadiah sent a letter to Maimonides asking Maimonides to serve as a decisor. What should he, Obadiah, as a convert, a Jew by choice, do with all of the prayers that address God in the name of the Jewish collective? Is it appropriate for Obadiah to say, our God and God of our ancestors, or, O God, who brought my ancestors out of Egypt? Rabbinic tradition had retained an ambivalent attitude toward converts. The rabbis in the Talmud not infrequently tried to assign to the convert a lesser status within the Jewish community. What Obadiah was really asking, and what Maimonides understood that he was really asking, was, am I as fully as a Jew as someone whose Jewish heritage goes back through the generations. Maimonides wrote back to Obadiah, change nothing in your prayers. Whether you are praying alone or leading community services, change nothing. Abraham is the spiritual father of all Jews. Abraham 
is your father. Change nothing. Recite Asher Bachar Banu, who has chosen us. Do not consider your status in any way inferior to ours. Maimonides makes it very clear that everyone who accepts Abraham as their father is brought under the wings of the Shekhinah, of the divine presence. Every promise made by God to the descendants of Abraham therefore belongs to the convert, period. Maimonides then goes on to criticize Talmudic statements that headed in the opposite direction. There was no ambiguity in his approach. My friends, Maimonides heard Obadiah's real question. Is a convert to Judaism every much and as authentic a Jew as one who was born Jewish? And he concluded that everyone who converts to Judaism is as much a Jew as any other Jew. Rambam quoted Numbers 15.15, One law shall there be for you and for the convert, and says, Ein kan hefresh uveinecha. There is no separation between us and you. That is an incredibly powerful statement. There are too many in our midst today who prefer Talmudic hesitation to Maimonidean inclusivity when it comes to converts. Such people are just uncertain or maybe even uncomfortable or maybe even threatened in the presence of converts. They fall back on spurious biological or racial concerns rather than recognizing honest love when it emerges from human hearts and human souls. Thinking through our sedra this Shabbat compels us to explore our own hearts regarding a matter of growing concern. As the Jewish people continues to expand through the addition of those who were not born of Jewish parents, those who might not look like the kinds of Jews with whom we were raised. They stand alongside of us with their offerings of faith and of commitment. They are, they are members of our family. They share our dreams. They share our destiny. May the numbers of those who freely embrace Judaism continue to expand as together, shoulder to shoulder, we all collectively as one bring our gifts of thanksgiving to God. Shabbat Shalom. Keep your prep up. Rosh Hashanah is almost upon us. Shabbat Shalom.